Let's start today's travel with Rick Steves with a look at the town Vincent van Gogh immortalized, Arles. It's an unpretentious, laid-back base for exploring the scenic Provence region of southern France. And it's where our guide, Nina Sefusati calls home. Nina, thanks for joining us. Merci. Bonjour. Now, Nina, I believe you're Danish. Your name mm-hmm. is Sefusati. It doesn't sound Danish or French. At all. And you work in the <laughs> south of France. So what's your story? Well, I was born in Copenhagen, Denmark. Yeah. And then I... Luckily enough, met this young French boy and yeah. um, married him and actually moved to Avignon in France. And he is Sefuzati. He is the Sefuzati that I took. Is that yep. Italian? That is French-Italian, which is quite typical for because Provence. Because in that part of uh, France, there's a lot of Italian influence. A lot of Italian, yeah. There well, it's Spanish on one side, Italian from the other right. side, uh, immigrants from all over. So when people see your name, I just thought Italian, but people yep. in the south of France would, they, would think very yep. likely to be French. Exactly, yeah. because you do have a lot of that, those Italian immigrants and the names are just, they're in there. The, right? In the 19th century, different <gasps> uh-huh. parts in, in the area between France and Italy got to vote where would they stay as Italy mm-hmm. was uniting. Like and nice, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, your area voted to stay with France mm-hmm. rather than join Italy. Now, we're talking about Provence. You know, there's famous books written that are so romantic and mm-hmm. all Americans just dream of going, having, you know, mm-hmm. a year in Provence or whatever. And uh, it's a little confusing to me because France has this situation like it's all Paris or the countryside. Mm-hmm. Exactly how do you define the region of Provence then? Well, that's the interesting thing, right? Because it, it has become more a concept than yeah. anything else. What is Provence? Well, if you talk geographically speaking, where you have the Rhone River on the west and the... Lower Alps on the north and Italy on the east and Mediterranean on the south, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we think about when we say the south of France, uh-huh. except for the Côte d'Azur, yep, the French exactly. Riviera. Exactly, so yeah. there is the French Riviera and there is Provence. Mm-hmm. And when we think of Provence, I think of the Rhone River, mm-hmm. all that wonderful wine. I think of Arles, Avignon, mm-hmm. Nîmes, Aix-en-Provence. And what I think of mostly is this idea of à la Provençal, right? Uh, mm. Provençal. This is, what do we mean when something is... Even in France, if somebody says, oh, that's Provençal, that can be fashion, that can be cuisine. That could be a lot of different things, couldn't it? It could be a lifestyle, right? It's more the laid back, like maybe in southern parts of the United States. Yeah. It is more laid back. back. The drawl, you have all of that. And and, uh, Parisians are fascinated by it and have been for a very long time, right? That's interesting. In America, you've got this north south, Uh the southerners are more Uh laid back. Uh In Italy, of course, (laughs) the the, the north is subsidizing the south. In Germany, you've got that. Everywhere in the world, isn't it? Provencal people are the cicadas. And the northern French are the ants, the hardworking, ah. no fun kind of people in the north. In the south, what do they do? Have a glass of wine. Rub, have a their, rub fun. their legs together and <laughs> make a lot of noise. Together, yeah. It's a cadence, right? Cicada, That's yeah, a yeah. cricket. I think yeah. we say a cricket. It's like a cricket, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if I'm sitting in Provence, here's my image of Provence. Uh-huh. I'm sitting in a beautiful uh-huh. little town. I don't even care about the name. Cute little sleepy town. Plain trees providing shade as they have for generations. They've got a nice pastis, a mm-hmm. nice local aperitif, and I hear the chickadees. And also, when we think of Provence, we're thinking of uh, the garden, the market, mm-hmm. beautiful uh, produce, yep, wonderful the fruit salads, and the vegetables. vegetables. Yeah. That's very often what I tell people is that we're so privileged in that area because we have the fruit and the vegetables growing right outside our door. Ah. And, I mean, when you have a ratatouille, for instance, mm. you have the local... 
Ratatouille, that would be, yeah. like, we think that's like French, but it really is Provençal. It is more because it's the, the eggplant and the zucchini. and. I mentioned uh, pastis. Yeah. And uh, this is a challenge for a lot of American travelers, mm-hmm. not to order their favorite cocktail, you mm-hmm. know, but to um, become a cultural chameleon. I don't crave a pastis unless I'm in uh, the countryside of France, in the south, where people have that as part of the tempo of their day. It is. What is a pastis and what does that mean to the people of Provence? Well, it's actually this before lunch or before dinner drink. Uh-huh. It has that white color or transparent color when you get it from the bottle, right? Uh-huh. And then you pour water in it. And lots of people like two drops of water, but that's for not for beginners. Do not be shy about putting more water in it because right. we're all different and yeah. they're women, they're men, and we know, you know. You have to like licorice and anise to, okay. to enjoy it. And it's quite strong, right? So <laughs> be careful with it. Yeah, you've got to be careful <laughs> of you because you could find the yourself a heat. Up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, just across the square, you might see some of the uh, older men playing mm. uh, petanque. Petanque, yeah. And that's to me a very Provencal thing. But it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because there's a funny story about how that version of the game was invented where there was a gentleman sitting in a wheelchair yeah. and the original game was actually jump three times and throw the ball. Like oh. you have bocce ball, right? Okay, you know, yeah. Like, he can't do that. So what he does, well, he sits in his wheelchair and he throws. So now we have the pétanque, pétangue, feet together, Ooh. which means that you stand and throw. You don't need to be an you acrobat. Don't need to jump. And it's too hot in the south to jump three times. That's the other I thing, right? Can, you know, I'm very touched by that because <laughs> my father just passed away this last year I and in his last did, months, yeah. in his mm. last months, we used to play pétanque mm. in the living room. Mm. And sitting in his chair, he could well, throw that go. in for a petanque there ball. Go, yeah. And I didn't realize petanque Tonk, was designed. Petanque, yeah. 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 But so actually, then you have the, the second challenge in that yeah. version there. You're not jumping, yeah. and you're just throwing with one hand. What yeah. can you have in the other hand? What? A little pastis. A little pastis is a perfect... <laughs> uh, I wish I had planned or that. Or a glass of wine, yeah. you know, whatever you prefer. Right? Okay. But now yeah. you're playing your petanque, and, uh-huh. and you're with yeah. your, your grandpa, who's uh, sitting in a chair, and he can still play petanque. <laughs> And it's windy. I mm. mean, uh, Provence is famous for its wind. Very famous. Infamous, I would say. Infamous, <laughs> yeah. Actually, because the Mistral. A lot of people get a little confused about it because there's been books written about right. it and there was a TV series. The Mistral is this wind that is both bad and good uh, because we are actually in a situation where it creates a dry climate. It changes yeah. away the yeah. clouds and pollution, right? Yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah. clear, clean and the Mistral, there's different kinds of wind. What distinguishes the so, Mistral? So the north, it's a northern wind. Meaning it's coming down from the north. From anything bad comes from the north when you live in the south, right? But oh, this okay. is a, a little exception. <laughs> because That's good. The Mistral also chases away humidity, right? So we have that clean sure. blue sky and that incredible colors. Travel expert Nina Sefuzati has called the south of France her home for the last 30 years. She's our guide to Provence right now on Travel with Rick Steves. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Matt's on the phone from Libertyville in Illinois. Matt, thanks for your call. Yeah, hi, Rick. Thanks for having me. I am lucky enough, our family is going to be taking a trip, and we're going to be spending about 10 days in France. So after a few days in Paris, we're heading down to Provence. And I guess my question is, with my daughters in tow, ages 7 and 10, are there certain cities that we shouldn't miss, like maybe Avignon or Arles or Nîmes? And also, if there's any kid-specific experiences that we need to look into. Nina, what's some good advice for a, a family with uh, a couple of uh, smaller kids? Well, I would say what in Avignon, for instance, you're passing through Avignon, obviously there's the quite impressive 
Castle, which is at the Pope's Palace, the right Pope's in the Palace. middle of Avignon. And it has a very and good high-tech kind of mm-hmm. uh, tablet that you yes. tour it with, mm-hmm. and there's very likely a, a children's version of that. Exactly, so there's always, a treasure hunt. Yeah, the French are so good uh-huh. at making their historic sites student-friendly and child-friendly with techy little tablets and apps and so on where the kids can make it a, a treasure hunt. Yeah. So I would do that in Pope's Palace and with the version that is for children throughout the Pope's Palace. You learn about the Pope's at you the same time. You can kayak no? under the Pont du Gard. You can. Ah, <laughs> that's, that's a the... great thing to do. And you can <laughs> teach your kids Roman history as they're kayaking down the... Is well, that... isn't that it's incredible when you're in the kayak is yeah. that you, you drive up to a certain point and you kayak and then you have that moment of you can picnic by the, the banks of the river oh, of can... the Gardon that the Pont du Gard crosses. And you can wear your denim pants in Nîmes. Because... And what would you tell them? <laughs> well, because in Nîmes, if you think about the name Nîmes, and you take the word denim, that the pants are made of, right? Ah, so that's so, a fabric de Nîmes. It's the, de Nîmes, from it's the Nîmes. It's fabric yes, exactly. from Nîmes, denim. Um, yeah, and then they say <laughs> that the word jeans is because it was essentially, right? Denim was essentially yeah. made for ships and sails. Yeah. And what was the one of the main harbors on that coast there was Genova. How do you say Genova in French? Gen, G-E-N-E-S. Is that where jeans come from? Uh-huh. Jeans. Oh, it might made, just be a good story. Denim. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, there's a lot of ways to teach your kids. Yeah. And one good way to teach your kids when mm-hmm. you're traveling in Provence, mm-hmm. in Arles, there's a wonderful folk museum, the Arletan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in there, you can learn all about how people raised their kids uh, centuries ago. Opening up uh, Again, actually, after renovation, but probably not before the end of uh, this year. But you could go to the Roman History Museum in, in Arles and see that incredible barge that they now have found that, in the river. And, you know, because that is really interesting. And Matt, when you go to the Roman Museum, it's just on the edge of town in Arles, they've got all of the m- amazing Roman sites. They've reconstructed them in little models so you can envision how all of these engineering marvels of the Roman Empire, mm. like the 30-mile-long aqueduct that exactly. we think of at the yeah. Pont de Garde, yeah. how it was made. Yeah. All these mysteries. What a wonderful, wonderful history class. Are there outfitters, or is it easy to get in touch with people about kayaking at the Pont de Garde or touring the Luberon? Are those is the infrastructure set up? It's easy for us to find people to help us with that. I would say it's very, very easy, Matt. You can you can go to the tourist office. They can give you information. They're a very uh, helpful people. I have to say that's a, one of the great highlights. Anybody can do it. Just a leisurely paddle down. You're mm. going down this amazing river, and then you're going under the the most impressive Roman structure. And it's the biggest Roman bridge, I think, anywhere. Mm. That arch. Mm. Hey, Matt. Another thing from a parenting and teaching point of view, when you go to Nîmes, I think the most beautifully preserved Roman building is there, Maison Carie, and also the arena is there where they still have events, concerts and so on. And I was just there last year, and they're opening the new museum right it across opened, the street. Yeah. And mm. how is that? Because you live in, in, I, in this area. Yeah, you know? I live close to Nîmes. I, um, but Nîmes has this incredible history right there in front of us, the arena, Maison Carie, the temple. But then they opened up right this year this new Roman history museum, which mm. is obviously a little competition with Al. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's but very, it's, and well, it's state-of-the-art. And, and it, it's a credible architecture from the outside and inside a beautiful collection. Matt, thanks for your call and have a great trip with your family. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you all. You bet. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking about Provence with our friend and tour guide, Nina Sefuzati. Nina, let's finish our discussion very quickly. I'm just going to say the name of the great city, and you're going to say one sentence about mm-hmm. how you would describe it or what's mm-hmm. unique about that mm-hmm. city. Arl. Little town, beautiful atmosphere, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yes, that's the Van Gogh Trail. Yeah. Avignon. 
Avignon, popes, of course. For a century, there were two popes, and uh, one of them was in France, and mm-hmm. Avignon and his huge palace is still there. Uh, we've talked about Nîmes. What about Aix en Provence? Ah, sophistication, money, beautiful women, incredible shops. <laughs> and one French word I know. Tendance. Tendance. What does that mean? Tendance, a trend, right? Trendy. Trendy you, Trendy tendance, yeah. All right. Exactly. Nina, thanks so much for joining You're us. You're so I'll, welcome. I'll see you in You're the so South of France. Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. Au revoir. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece, and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.